Good morning, good morning, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning to each of you who have joined the prayer call today. We welcome you. We welcome you. We say this is the day that our Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I wanted to briefly share an excerpt from a reading that I I read this morning, and it said, God has preserved the best of his Holy Spirit's outpouring for this season. John 2 and 10 in the New King James Version says, and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. Jesus kept the good wine until now. He has preserved the new wine of his spirit until now. For this season. Amen. That just was a blessing to just read. He's kept the new wine of his spirit until now. He's reserved it for us. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today. Thank you for the oil of your spirit. We bless you, God. We give you thanks. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Father. Thank you for the stretching. Thank you for the lengthening of the cords because we know that as you stretch, Father, that you're fortifying the stakes. Increase our capacity, Father. Draw us further into the deep, Father. And we will, Father, run after you. Father, thank you for the word that you planted in our devotion leader this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit's guiding our prayer leader as she prays this morning. We yield completely to you, Father. We yield completely to you as we bow at your feet this morning to receive from you and to pour back, God, to pour back our love on you. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, let me introduce you to our team that's lined up this morning. My name is Sister Charlene Tuckerson. I'm your facilitator. The leaders of our house here at New Destiny Church are Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We say good morning to you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. We say good morning, and we send blessings to our prayer controller, Sister Kimma Joseph. We say good morning to you, sister, and we bless you. Our devotion leader this morning is Minister Linda Lightfoot. How are you doing today, Minister Lightfoot? We bless you in the name of the Lord. Good morning. I am blessed on top and rising. I'm excited. 
excited about a brand new day I've never seen before. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I like that. We are blessed on top and rising and rising. Amen. Thank you, Father, for being in position to rise up. Thank you, Father. Our prayer requests and praise reports. Well, Sister Margaret, she's just going to lead us in prayer this morning. Sister Margaret, how are you doing this today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I am I'm expectant, I'm victorious, uh, and I'm totally grateful to the Lord God this morning. How are you this morning? I am well, sis. Thank you. Thank you. Without further ado, we will move forward with our devotion. Minister Lightfoot, we're ready for you. Good morning, everyone. It's a great day in the kingdom this Thursday, October 6, 2022. And I want to say good morning and God bless you to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith. Good morning, Pastor Adrian. God bless you, too. Good morning to all visiting pastors on the line and all clergy listening this morning. And God bless each and every one of you, the New Destiny worshiping family, friends, and guests. God bless you. Our topic of discussion this morning is chastening ourselves before God, coming from Daniel 10, verses 9 and 12. And they read as follows. Yet heard I the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. In reading these passages, I see a clear-cut strategy laid out for us as believers aim our words with precision and effectively obtain answered prayer. There has to be a settling of the heart from the first day, which means that there has to be a designated focal point of pursuit, and there has to be an aim and a purpose to an expected end. What we mean by the setting of the heart is that there must be an internal focus and positioning which aligns with the object of our aim. We have to put our mind on the matter. We have to allow the matter to become our heart's desire. And out of our heart, we must pour the word of God into the matter as we go before God. For out of the heart flows the issues of life, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. In Isaiah 43:26, God says of his word through his prophet Isaiah, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Psalm 37, verses 4 through 5 says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desire of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Mark eleven twenty three says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he 
saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So then internal focus, positioning, and aim are vital, and we must obtain the right words to declare because of all the properties of Mark 23.11 and Isaiah 43.26, which I just read to you. Daniel set himself to understand that was his aim, positioned himself mentally, physically, and spiritually to discern by divine intelligence what God was revealing to him in a vision. He meditated upon what God had already shown him and sought further detail for clarity that he might move in correctness and confidence. He set his mind to be void of distraction and focused on the issue at hand. He shut out all that didn't pertain to his pursuit. Consider this. Daniel set himself like an archer taking aim. An archer eyes his target to discern how to position his body, his bow, and his arrow so as to accurately aim with precision for the bullseye of the target. That means that the eye of the archer is sharply focused upon the desired destination of the arrow that he's about to shoot. And as he eyes the target, he's looking at how low or how high the target is positioned. He is estimating the distance and angle the arrow must travel to hit the target from his stance, which will determine and will determine the level of strength and power he will require to draw back the bow to create the right velocity of travel as its release in order to not only reach a live target, but pierce it. We must look for God and discern where he is in relation to that which we desire. And when we have assessed his position in the matter, we must position our arrows, which are our words, postured by our faith. And when we stand in agreement with his will, removing all that has nothing to do with our target and begin to focus, we have positioned ourselves for success. Accuracy requires focus. Focus allows precision in judgment. You will more accurately assess the level of power needed to launch the arrow to go the distance. To shoot with inadequate power can cause the arrow to not make the distance. And if it doesn't launch with enough force to make the distance, you already know that it can't pierce the target. The further the bow is drawn back, the greater distance the arrow is likely to travel and the greater the velocity of its flight. The weight of the arrow determines the agility of flight and level of penetration. Weight your word with the word and you will move heaven. Heavier arrows reduce stress on your bow. In other words, the word is quick and more powerful than a two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Weightier arrows typically produce a quieter shot than a lighter arrow. In other words, the enemy won't even hear the attack coming. 
he will have already been struck. The archer considers the kind and level of impact resulting from hitting the target. When he's done assessing the position of the target and positioning himself for aim, he positions the arrow at the level of his mouth. Now, isn't that interesting? He positions the arrow at the level of his mouth. Words are like arrows. They launch from the mouth. They are released with various levels of velocity, and they often penetrate, but sometimes fall to the ground for lack of power. So after positioning the arrow at the level of his mouth, the archer draws the bow back, centers the arrow with the target, looking beyond the arrow tip and eyeing the path to the target. This is something we as intercessors must be sure to do. Look beyond the tip of the arrow of our words and see the flight path they will take before releasing or launching them. You can always tweak the path before shooting. Once the arrow is released, it's a done deal. Then, when ready, when the light path is in alignment, when the flight path is in alignment with the target, he releases the bow and shoots the arrow. In the sense of the archer, Daniel eyed his target, positioned himself mentally, physically, and spiritually to attain that which he set his eyes upon. Look at what he got. The angel said, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. He saw something he had not seen. He obtained spiritual sight. He heard a voice in the spirit realm. He received spiritual intelligence of things to come because of his words. The power of God was so strong, he fell prostrate. He heard the voice of an angel speaking directly to him. A battle in the heavenlies was caused by his words. Angels were dispatched because of his words. Daniel hit the bullseye. He got a direct response from heaven. His chastening positioned him from the first day to hit the bullseye. He may have longed for certain foods, but he denied himself. He disciplined his body with fasting. He could have been questioned and humiliated for eating differently, yet he was determined to gain the object of spiritual desire rather than enjoying the comfort of the flesh. This is what Daniel did when he set himself to understand. This is what we must do as believers, set ourselves to not only perceive, but to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying or revealing to us. He took an eagle-eyed focus on obtaining instruction from God, alleviating anything that would obstruct his receiving an answer. He cleared his mind of mental debris and eyed the word of God, constantly meditating on it. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is 
is in the law of the Lord, and in it doth he meditate both day and night. And he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that shall bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. He positioned himself spiritually by abstaining from the desires of the flesh, by fasting, bringing his body into submission, further opening himself up to receive the things of the spirit and the strength to withstand the drive of the flesh. He chastened himself in that he abased his thought life, which would drive his emotions and actions, bringing himself into submission. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. He humbled himself under the mighty hand of God. He resisted the devil on all fronts. He closed the portals of interference, yet left his mind, heart, and soul open to receive the things of God. He began to speak what God had spoken. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. He spoke what the Lord had already spoken, and as a result, the angels were dispatched with his answer. Not only were they dispatched, but an angel appeared to him in a vision because his chastening released spiritual vision. The word of God says in Isaiah 49 and 1, Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you people from afar. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother. He named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. We, the children of God, are the arrows in the hand and quiver of God. He aims us with purpose and launches us into our destiny by the power of his word. We must set ourselves to know and understand what God would have us to do in this hour. Jeremiah fifty fourteen through 15 says, Put yourselves in array against Babylon round about. All ye that bend the bow, shoot at her. Spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout against her round about. She has given her hand. Her foundations are fallen. Her walls are thrown down, for it is the vengeance of the Lord. Take vengeance upon her, as she has done, do unto her. Psalm seven thirteen says, God ordaineth his hours. We must set ourselves to be chastened and inwardly fortified that we might stand in fierce faith when we face fierce challenges, that we might utter the right word that the angels will come for our word. Amen, amen, amen. What can we say to these things? Hallelujah. If God be for us, 
Who can be against us? God's chastening releases spiritual vision. We are his arrows in his quiver. He aims us with his purpose. That was just such a, a rich word, Minister Life, but we thank you. And we thank you, Father, for releasing that word through your daughter. Thank you. God bless you, sister. Thank you, Father. There was so much in there. You guys have to go back and listen to the replay of that message. I know I am. All right, Sister Margaret, we're ready for you. Please, saints, let's stand together in agreement and believe together as she prays. The word says, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that we ask, it shall be done of our Father in heaven. So we know that Father God hears our petitions, and he will grant them. Sister Margaret, we're ready. Amen. Thank you, Sister uh, Minister Lifelet, for the word. What a wonderful, powerful, awesome word. So we praise God for that. Um, this morning we are praying for families. We're praying for families to be un- unified and to worship God in spirit and in truth. We're also praying for families to have intimate experiences with Christ. So let's join our hearts together in faith and pray. Heavenly Father, we come this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that we can draw nigh unto the throne of grace and obtain mercy in time of need. Father, we thank you, Father God, that your word says that if two or more of us come together as touching and agree, Lord God, that our Father in heaven will hear and answer our prayers. So we come this morning lifting up our families, Father God, this morning. We all uh, are part of a family, Father, and we all have dysfunctional things that are going on in our family, the unmentionable things that are happening in our family, Lord God, the, the skeletons that are in the closets of our family this morning. This morning, Lord God, we come by the power of the blood of Jesus. We come by the power of the name of Jesus. We open the closets of our families this morning, Lord God, and we invite you into our families this morning, oh God. We invite the blood of Jesus to wash, oh God, our families this morning. First John four sixteen in the Passion Translation says, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love that he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives in them. Father, we invite your love into our families this morning, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We lift up every family that's on this line. We lift up every family that's represented. We lift up every family in the churches that are on this line, New Destiny and all the other visiting churches, oh God, that are here. We lift up families this morning, Father God, and we pray for families, according to 1 John four sixteen, to come into an intimate experience with your love, oh God. No more religion, oh God. No more church as normal, oh God. Help our families, oh God, to come into an intimate experience with your love, that we would recognize your love, that we would believe your love, oh God, and that we would trust in the love that you have for us, oh God. Your word says that you are love, oh God. Your word says that those who are living in love are living in you, Lord God, because you are love and you live through us, oh God. 
We pray, Lord God, according to John 4 and 24 that says, from now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but of a right heart, Lord God. For God is spirit, and he longs to have a sincere to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in the realm of truth. Father, we lift up our families today, fathers and mothers, daughters and sons, grandmothers, aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews, whatever makes up the family, single moms, oh God, single dads, oh God, grandmas that are raising their kids, aunties that are raising their kids, uncles that are raising kids, oh God, kids that are raising kids, Father. We lift up the families no matter how they're uh, uh, orchestrated, Father God, and we pray for true relationships with you, Lord God. Families are the smallest battle formation, so we pray, Lord God, that every skeleton in the closet will be swept out and broken into pieces by the power of the word of God, by the hammer of the blood of Jesus today, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, over generational crap, Lord God, that's in families today that have caused families to be wounded and bruised, Lord God, and hurt and turned away from you, Lord God, that, Lord God, we, Lord God, would come as a matter of our hearts this morning, oh God, that we would turn our hearts to you, Lord God. Heal the hearts of families this morning, oh God. Heal the hearts, oh God. Heal the woundedness of families this morning in their hearts this morning, oh God, and draw their hearts back to you, the one true living God this morning, oh God, so that they can be able, oh God, to worship you in spirit and in truth as a matter of the heart, oh God, as a matter, Lord God, of a relationship with you, Lord God. Your word says in Psalms 46 and 1 that, God, you are such a safe and a powerful place to find refuge, oh, God, that you have pro- you are proven help in times of trouble, Lord God. You're more than enough, oh, Father. You are always available whenever we need you, oh, God. The Amplified Version says, Lord God, that you are our refuge and our strength, oh, God. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, oh, God. The earth is changing, oh, God. We will not fear, oh God, because we choose to run into you, cause families to run into the safe and powerful place of you, Lord God. You are our refuge, oh God. We cover our families in the blood of Jesus. We pray a hedge of the blood, the fire, and the word of God over families today. In the name of Jesus today, oh God, we pray for your deliverance for families, oh God. Deliver families that have been wounded, that have been traumatized, that have been abused, oh God. uh, heal families, oh God, that have been hurt, Lord God, by by ones that were supposed to keep them safe, oh God, that didn't keep them safe, that compromised, oh God, and Lord God, abused their relationship with families. Heal hearts today, oh God. We come against the spirit of trauma, and we command trauma to go and leave families, loose the families now, and let them go in the name of Jesus this morning. We come against every lie of the enemy that's been spoken over families, And we speak life over families this morning. We speak love. We speak truth this day, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We speak unity over families. Cause families to come back together again, oh God. Cause families to eat at the table again together, oh God. Cause families to pray together, oh God, and worship you in spirit and in truth. Cause families to sing songs and sing praises to the one true living God today, oh God. Your word says how truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. We pray for sweet unity for our families today, oh God, that, Lord God, every difference that families have 
against one another, oh God, would be resolved in the name of Jesus, oh God. You said harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe, oh God. So we pray for generational harmony, oh God. We pray for generational unity today, oh God. We break the cycle of generational strife and anger and argumentativeness, Lord God. We break the cycle of the evil altar of envy and jealousy in families today in the name of Jesus, and we loose the love of God. We loose the peace that passes all understanding. We loose unity today, oh God, that you would unify us and make us one again, oh God, that we would, Lord God, sing psalms and praises in our hearts together to you, oh God, because you are worthy, oh God. We lift up, Lord God, your word before you for families today, Lord God, believing that you've heard us. You said if we pray according to your will, we know that you've heard us. And if we know that you've heard us, we know that we have the request that we've asked of you, Father. So we thank you for healing our families, delivering our families, setting our families free, bringing our families back together, oh God, unifying us, oh God, and making us one, oh God, and giving families an intimate relationship with you as we worship you as a family in spirit and in truth and fight the enemy with the arrows of the word of God coming from our mouth. We thank you and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister Charlene. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, fire of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Sister Margaret. Thank you. We want to quickly swing back to you, Minister Lightfoot. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? Yes, I enjoyed that fiery prayer. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. It's heat up in here. (laughs) Yes. Final thought, set yourselves like a flint. Get sturdy footing. Position yourselves mentally, bodily, and spiritually. Position mentally by keeping your mind stayed on God and his word. Position your body with fasting that a spirit of humility and submission will come upon you. Position yourself spiritually with prayer and the word. Pray the word. And watch the angels come for your words. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Lightfoot. We now yield to our leader, Bishop Smith. Bishop Smith, we're ready for you. Good morning. Good morning to everyone on the line. Good morning, Sister Charlene. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Minister Lightfoot. Wonderful, wonderful word. And good morning, Sister Margaret. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, the wonderful prayer for the family. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts 16, verse 31, that believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved, you and your entire household. That's key. Salvation is not just for ourselves, but it's also for our families that we as believers are to be examples. And I believe um, as we're... In this time of fasting and praying, repenting, focusing on God, uh, going deeper in our relationship, I should say growing deeper in our relationship with him, that's what the Lord is doing. Uh, This is a wonderful fast. As I said at the top of the fast, I believe this will be a fast of breakthroughs. Uh, 
breakthroughs. I hope you receive that word this morning, breakthroughs, that God will begin to break you through in the areas that you're believing that he would do that in your life. I am so pleased thus far with our church and all of you that are, you know, joining the fast. And if you haven't joined the fast, uh, pray to God and ask him what he have you do and humble yourself before the Lord. And the Lord will begin to answer you, as Minister Lightfoot said, as Daniel began to pray. The angel of the Lord said, I've, I've come because of your word. I come because of your faith-filled words. I brought you answers because you humbled yourself. You began to fast and pray before the Lord. And now I have come because of your words. God will always hear the words of the righteous, especially when we come in agreement with his word. That's why Paul pins that our words are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. And so may every stronghold that the enemy has constructed, whether it's a physical stronghold, a mental stronghold, spiritual strongholds, whatever stronghold the enemy has constructed for your life, we declare that stronghold is torn down and completely destroyed because of the anointing. I declare over you that today will be a great day in the year 5783, according to the Jewish calendar, 5783, and really we've crossed into a new year uh, when you begin to understand all of this and this time of fasting that we're fasting and we've gone from Rosh Hashanah over to Yom Kippur, um, 10 days of awe, and now um, we're, we're into the time of atonement. We thank God that he's delivered us and he's set us free. I want to ask you, if you can, if you can, can you please join us on Saturday morning at the cathedral in Oakland? It is so vitally important that we come in the city and begin to declare the word of God over that region over murder spirits, over spirits that will try to take our young people and destroy their lives with lawlessness and chaos. Um, it's important that we lift them up and we intercede for them. So if you can attend Saturday morning at 7 a.m., we're going to be in our Oakland campus for a time of fasting and a time of prayer. Listen, Pastor Adrian and I, we love you all so much. And we pray that today just be a phenomenal day for you. The rest of the week just be phenomenal. That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that's risen against you is condemned in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Looking forward to seeing you all this weekend. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Lastly, when we open the lines this morning, we ask that each one please pray in your heavenly language or just offer up a prayer of thanksgiving, just saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. On behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister Lightfoot, Sister Margaret, Sister Kimma, and our entire New Destiny family, we thank you. Please invite others to join us each week on our prayer call, 5 a.m., Wednesday and Thursday morning. See you this Saturday in Oakland.
Amen. At the Oakland campus at 7 a.m. Let's go before Father God once again. Father God, we just thank you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your messenger, dear Father. Thank you, God, for the prayers that were prayed, dear God. And we ask that you bless, dear God, the prayer leader this morning. Bless our bishop, Father. Bless everyone, every intercessor that has joined the call today. Father, bless their families. As we stand in the gap for families, Father, we ask that you bless their families. Bless the youth, Father. Be thou glorified, Jesus, in the lives of each of your believers. Be thou glorified in each intercessor's life. Abba, Father, Abba, our dear Father, our Father who has compassion and tenderness, tender-hearted towards us. Father, I ask, dear God, that you bless your people. May your angels come and carry these very words. I decree and declare number six and six twenty four through twenty six over your people. Lord bless you. Lord keep you. And the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Sister Kimmer, please open the lines. 